Hallelujah. If you open your Bibles with me this morning to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as a, as a child, you will by no means enter the ki kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is, the greatest is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, that as we break the bread of life this morning, that your spirit is here to speak to us. And God, we know that there's eternal lessons to be learned, things that are so important that, God, we need ears to hear and a heart that will receive. Lord, let us not be like Pharaoh who hardened his heart, but let us have a tender heart before you this morning. Let it be as putty that you might be able to mold us and, and be able to make of us what it is that you want us to be. God, we come as little children this morning expecting that you will speak to us. Lord, would you anoint each one with the Holy Spirit to receive and anoint this pastor to preach in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to notice something here. <clears throat> he says, these... He says, except ye be converted, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. That is important. Except you be converted, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. I want you to notice who he was talking to. He was talking to his disciples. And they were arguing over who was going to be the greatest. And he asked, they asked him who was going to be the greatest, and he said, by taking a little child, you want to come up here with me for just a minute? He took a little child, and he stood the child before him. He said, except you be converted and become as a little child you shall in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. 
What an object lesson. Now, I've been accused of being in my second childhood. <laughs> How many of you are in your childhood? How many of you are experiencing this being like a child? Because he said, except you be converted and become as a little child, that you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> Three things that I think that we need to note. The first being the need of conversion. He said, except you. And we ought to take it very personally. Don't look around you and look at someone else and say, boy, that guy needs conversion. That guy really has got a long way to go. We talked upstairs about the dividing of the sheep and the goats. And uh, our teacher, George, uh, told us that... Uh, the Holy Spirit was speaking to him and saying, hey, we shouldn't judge. Jesus is going to judge. So let's not judge one another, but let's rightly judge ourselves. He said, except you become as a little child that you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. I don't know about the rest of you, but I plan on entering the kingdom of heaven. I plan on being there with Jesus. And I don't want to be stopped just because of my attitudes are wrong. He said that i got to become as a little child. Then I've got to become as a little child. I don't see any other way out of it. You know, we, the thing that I re recognize here is that they were disciples. And we can be disciples in a sense and yet not be fit for the kingdom of heaven. He was talking to Peter and James and John and Mark and Matthew, and he was talking to the, these men that had spent years with him. They'd seen miracles take place. And he said, except you be converted and become as a child, you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven. There could be an outward conformity where there's an inward deformity. <laughs> That's the right word. But he said, make the tree good and it'll have good fruit. You know, by their fruit, you'll know them. I remember in Martinville, we had a, a pear tree out in the backyard when I first moved there. And then pears, you'd take one of them, you'd break them open, they'd be rotten in the inside. They weren't fit to eat. And I thought to myself, well, it's because I didn't spray the tree. Uh, didn't take care of the tree the way I should have. And one of my elders, 
Herbie came to me and he said, you might as well cut that tree down. And I said, how come? He said, that tree's no good. I said, well, I thought if I sprayed it and took care of it a little bit, maybe it would produce. He said, no, the tree's no good. Just cut it down. So I cut it down, and lo and behold, the whole, in, the whole center of that tree was rotten. They had these big old carpenter ants running up and down through the center of the tree. And I don't know how Herbie knew that tree was no good, but he knew. And God knows what's inside of a man. And he said, except we become converted and become as little children, there's no way that we can enter the kingdom of heaven. You can't produce the fruit you need to produce unless you've got a heart that is right. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yesterday upstairs, I'm, I'm down on my knees, and I'm nailing down some, some, some new plywood so that we can have a nice floor. And I don't know why I didn't move my thumb. It just got in the way. And I went, ow! And I looked around and I could see they were all waiting. <laughs> there, was a, there was a pastor that pastored over in Fulton. <clears throat> and uh, he was putting an addition on the church. So he was getting all the men together to help him build this addition on the church. And uh, there was one man that he had come to church, but he hadn't accepted Jesus. And he's kind of watching everything that's going on, but he volunteered to work. So the pastor said, great. And he gave him a nice job. All he had to do was take and fill the wheelbarrow from the cement mixer and bring it over and dump it into the hole or where he was laying the foundation and the pastor was down there with his trowel and is kind of trying to level it out and this guy not thinking he just walks up to the side and dumps the wheelbarrow and the pastor's down on his knees and that whole wheelbarrow load came right down on his back and head and drove him right into that fresh concrete. <clears throat> and he come up <clears throat> spitting and wiping the stuff out of his eyes and he said, Praise the Lord! <clears throat> and that guy said, I heard his testimony later, and he said, I, I knew that that guy had something that I needed. And he said, that was why I accepted the Lord, because I saw it in him. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
Genesis 6, 5 says, God saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every imagination and thought of the heart was only evil continually. How many of you know that man has got a heart problem? <clears throat> Some heart problems can be taken care of. Bert was telling us yesterday, I never knew he had a bad heart. He don't anymore. In fact, his testimony is God's healed it. But he, he'd been in the hospital for about a year, year and a half, and, and we'll, we'll have him give his testimony sometime. But God can heal a heart. And God can heal a, a, a spiritual heart. And in, Genesis, or in Psalm 14, 1, it says, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. In 1 Corinthians 2.14 it says, The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can they know them, because they're spiritually discerned. He's got a real problem. In his heart he's saying there is no God. His heart is hard. His heart is, needs, needs regeneration. His heart needs to be replaced. And over in Ezekiel, praise God, God says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will give you a new heart, a heart of flesh. Isn't that neat? God takes out that old heart of stone and he gives us a heart of flesh. He gives us a new spirit. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's exactly why over in John, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. He says, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot do what? Enter the kingdom of God. And we just got done saying, except you become as a little child, you can't enter the kingdom of God. There has to become a new birth. You've got to be born again. The old man cannot enter the kingdom of God. The old fleshly man cannot get into the kingdom of God. You've got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. And except a man's born again, except he becomes a little child, he is not going to go to heaven. George said this morning, upstairs, he said, we make the choice. God is a God of love. God does not send people to hell. They send themselves. He did not give his son, send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God wants to save you. God wants to, uh, to, to heal you. God wants to have fellowship with you. God wants to bring you into the kingdom. 
But you've got to be converted. You've got to be born again. You've got to be regenerated. And going to church doesn't do it. You'll go to church if you're born again. But going to church does not mean that you're born again. You can go to church all your life and still end up in hell. Did you know that the tares and the wheat grow together? That's scary. And then the, uh, the second thing that we need to notice about our text this morning is the nature of conversion. The NIV says, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So instead of converted, it uses the word change. There has to come a change in your heart. There has to come a change in your thought patterns. The Revised Standard Version says, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children. Instead of converted, it says turn. Shed's uh, dogmatic theology says this, conversion is that action of man which results in, from regeneration. That action of man which results from regeneration. That's conversion. God has done something in your life and it's caused you to do something. A change has taken place. If, if you have received Jesus in your heart, something has changed. If it hasn't changed, you're in trouble because you have not been converted. If you're still living the way you used to, then there's something wrong. And you take the, the word converto, it, it means to turn to a certain point and turn away from a certain point. And so there's two actions that take place. There's a faith toward God and there's a repentance from your own works. You turn away from what you were doing and you turn unto God in faith. That's when conversion is taking place. It's turning from self-confidence and self-rule to the rule of God. Paul, the apostle, or Saul as he was known at the time, on the road to Damascus was converted. I mean, a real conversion experience took place. He who was persecuting the church all of a sudden turns around and says, Lord, what will you have me to do? What a change! He who was, was trying to destroy the church now want, wanted to build the church. 
That's conversion. Hallelujah. And uh, just looking at the word, let's go to Psalm 19, 7. Nineteen seven, we find that the law is an agent in this conversion. It says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. It's, it's the word of God that converts the soul. Okay? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And so it's the Word of God that does the work of converting the soul. Psalm 51 and verse 12. Here we find that uh, believers can be used as instruments in, in bringing about conversion. He said, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, and uphold me with thy generous spirit, or thy free spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. I, I'm converted by the power of God, by, by, the, by the word of the Lord. Uh, the wor word does the work in me. And I'm, I have now been changed and then I can help bring others to the point where they can be changed. And that's the process that is used. And we find over in Luke 22 and verse 32. It says, and he's talking about Peter. Peter was uh, uh, about to be sifted. And he said, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned, or as it says in the King James, when you're converted to me, strengthen your brother. So that word converted can be returned. Okay? And then over in James 5 and 19, we find the word, word converted again. It says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone, in my Bible it says, turns him back. In the King James it says, converts him. Isn't that right? So, Converting can be turning back. It can be change. It can be a turning. So, I find a couple of truths here. I find, first of all, that conversion can take place more than once. Because over in James it says, if you find a brother and you convert him or you turn him back, Okay, and then it says, I, I, the second truth I see here is that the job of the church is to help others to conversion. There's those who were converted and, and have wandered away that we need to turn back, 
and there's those who are, their hearts are hard and, and they, they need to be led to the point and, and fed the word to where they come into conversion. The last thing about this text is it says, because uh, become as little children, except you become as little children. And so I want to talk about the little children, the little child with the object lesson. What is it about a child that Jesus was trying to show us? What is so different about the way a child's mind works and the way the child thinks and the way he acts that would teach us something. I know there's many, many things, and I probably didn't, didn't pick up on all of them, but I've written down seven things here. Number one, a child has an open mind. They're teachable. Number two, they're submissive. Number three, they're very conscious of their weakness. They're not going to come up and pick a fight with an adult because they know they'll lose. Right? They're very conscious that they need the adult to help them. We need to be conscious that we need Jesus. Number four, they're free from unholy ambition. Number five, they're harmless. Number six, they're affectionate and they're sincere. When a child says, I love you, they're not putting on a mask and, and, and trying, to, trying to impress you. They're, they just tell it like it is. Number seven, they're without hypocrisy. And Jesus said, except we become as little children, we shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, there's probably a lot, of, lot more things about a little child that you can think of, and uh, I'll just leave that with you. Conversion takes place when we forsake the old life and we start the new. A person will receive the reward of his God. Now listen to me for a moment. This is important. If your God is the flesh, then your reward is in this world. If your God is Satan, you're going to receive his reward, which is hell that was made for the devil and his angels right if Jesus is your God you will receive eternal life and you can receive it now he who has the son hath life 
He who hath not the Son hath not life. So it's a question of whether or not you have the Son. And he didn't come into the world to condemn the world. He came to save the world. But you must be converted. You must be born again. There must be a, a, a change that takes place. When, I, when I'm converted, I'm no longer the old person I used to be. Something has changed. And if you're here this morning and you haven't experienced this change, you don't have to have someone tell you. I can tell you the exact day when I became renewed in my mind and when I changed. You know whether you're born again or not. You don't have to wonder about it. Now, there's some children that are brought up in the church. And they, they, they go to church all their life and maybe they don't, they, they can't remember. Well, I don't know. I think even church kids at some time make that decision. I want Jesus. And I'm going to live for Jesus. And when they do, Jesus moves into their heart and they change. They change. And we've had some of our young people come to the Lord this year. We're thankful for them. But maybe there's others here this morning that haven't experienced that change. I'm going to give you a chance right now. I want everyone to bow their heads in prayer. And maybe there's someone here that the Holy Spirit's been speaking to this morning. Remember, he said, you must be born again. He said, you must be converted and become as a little child. You see, it all starts with receiving Jesus. Maybe you've said the words, but nothing ever took place. You've got to go through a conversion. Maybe, maybe you were converted and you've backslidden, and you need to come back to the Lord. Now's the time. If you would just raise your hand that I could see your hand, that I could pray with you. We want to make sure we're ready for the kingdom of heaven. Is there anyone here that would raise their hand? Hallelujah. Maybe you say, I'm not too much like a little child, but I want to be. I'm not as submissive as I should be. I'm not as loving as I should be. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Hands going up all over. Hallelujah. I want to be more like Jesus. Yes, I see that hand. I need to, to perfect or Jesus needs to perfect that love in me that makes me like a little child. I've become hardened since I believed. 
I was tender at one point and I've, I've let my heart get hard. I'm not as tender to people's needs as I used to be. I need a fresh touch of Jesus this morning. Is there any more hands? We're just we're going to wait a minute. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed to raise your hand. We're just going to pray one for another. I'm not going to make anybody come forward or anything. Yeah, I see that hand. Hallelujah. Yeah, I see that hand. Yes, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. There's been there's been people all over this congregation that that's their desire this morning and I'm going to ask that George would you pray that God would bring about a conversion that their hearts would become more tender hallelujah 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 hallelujah